Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast. I'm Daniel Guest, and this podcast is brought to you by Imagine Golf, helping you get the game you've always imagined. You can go to our site at imaginegolf.com and check out all of our tools, including our free eBooks, our practice plans, lesson plans, and our endorsed training aids. And you can sign up for our free golf tips that come out once a week, every week, by simply dropping us your email. All right, so look, let's talk about um, a, a subject that really doesn't get a whole lot of attention, even though everyone knows it should, and that's putting, all right? Uh, I see out of the, right, we have just under 4,000 students right now, and of those 4,000, less than 10% of them work on their putting on a regular basis, and that's, even when I say that out loud, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it as an instructor, but we've got to get, uh, if we want to get better, we've got to get better at putting. Um, short game as well, right? But let's, for this podcast, we're only talking about putting. So um, what I thought we'd do is I'd go through uh, a couple stats and, and, and the, uh, give you an understanding of uh, how important the putting is and then walk you through how we uh, teach it here at Imagine Golf. Uh, and then lastly, give you some drills um, on how to make you a better putter almost overnight. And um, it, and I'm not exaggerating. It really um, – Really is that simple. So, look when you when you look at putting, uh, just be, overall, if you're going to get better at golf, if if you're going to be a serious golfer, you really and I stole this from Hank Caney. So you've got to do three things, right? You've got to eliminate penalty shots. You've got to eliminate two chips. Two chips are uh, you're close to the green and you're that chip shot you're taking you miss and you need to take another one. Two two uh, chip shots or a bunker shot that you can't get out of and you got to hit another. So that's two chips. And you've got to eliminate three putts, right? And those three putts is what we're going to be talking about today, right? The easiest of those three, by the way, is to eliminate the three putts. And it's the biggest one, ironically enough, that plagues most amateur golfers, all right? If you're an average golfer in the United States, you're a 16 to 19 handicap. You shoot in the low 90s, 90 there about, right? If that's the biggest thing that's your challenge, right, which is three putts, then we got to have a plan to work on it. I mean, the, the first step is, is, is acknowledging that you got a problem. The second piece is, is making a plan. And then the third is executing the plan, right? But I, I can tell you, I assure you from doing over 27,000 lessons, I assure you that eliminating three putts is an easy way to knock two, three, four, five strokes off your game immediately, all right? With little or no thought, but it does take practice, all right? Um, I, I mean, there, listen, there, <laughs> I just played yesterday. I had two, three putts. There is nothing worse than getting to the green in regulation, only to three putt. All right. And that's just not my opinion. I, again, I've seen a gazelle play golf for 45 years. It, it just, it drives people crazy. All right. You bomb a drive right down the middle. You stick your approach shot, you're 10 feet away and you three putt. And it, it's, it's a mental disaster. It's absolutely a mental disaster. Not on the fact, not only on the fact that you you lost a stroke that you can't get back. You know, every once in a while I hear, oh, you know, I'll get it back with a birdie. And no, you won't. You, you, you'll, first of all, you'll never get that stroke back. You lost it. Second of all, the, the likelihood that you go to the next hole, hit a great drive, hit a great approach shot, and, and sink a putt is not high. In fact, it's just the opposite. So um, three putting is, is a killer, all right? Um, I mentioned earlier in the beginning, it's 40% of the game. 40% of the game. Yet most golfers don't get pay it any mind whatsoever as far as practice is concerned. I mean, you go to – we have three facilities in the, in the uh, Northeast. You go to any one of our facilities, you'll see 50 to 60 to 100 golfers at a time on, on the range pounding away golf balls, and you'll see uh, one in the bunker and two on the putting greens 
or two in the bunker, no one on the putting green. Right? So, um, and that's just not in our area. That's anywhere in the country. You travel anywhere, you'll, you'll see the exact same thing anywhere you go in the country, even though everyone knows what I said earlier is that the, the easiest or best way to lower your scores is to be a better short game player and a better putter. Um, what we recommend in Imagine Golf is we recommend a practice routine or a cadence, if you would, of breaking into threes. So one-third of your practice is going to be full swings, all your clubs, full swings. One-third is going to be your short game, and one-third is going to be your putting. And if you use that, I can guarantee that format, one-third, 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 I can guarantee you you're going to play better and probably even more important than playing better, you're going to enjoy yourself immensely more. At 56 years old, that is what it's all about for me. If I can have fun on the golf course, I am down with that. And let me tell you, I've had some uh, arduous rounds where I'm scrambling, but there's a piece of my game that's on, on, on par, if you would, for that day, and I'm enjoying myself, right? So if we can enjoy ourselves um, and we can practice just a little bit better to be able to enjoy ourselves better, um, that, that's literally, that's what it's all about. So um, the interesting to note, uh, interesting point to know is with regards to three putts is even on the professional tour, golfers that improve their three putts, there's actually a, a, an average or a stat that they have. There's tons of stats now in golf like anything else. But the one stat that I pay attention a lot to is three putt avoidance. They actually make a stat that's called three putt avoidance. Golfers that get better in their three putt avoidance factor raise in the rankings higher than any other stat, right? So not, not just, you know, the mashing the ball out. Bryson DeChambeau is a perfect example. Cameron Champ, perfect example. They hit the snot out of the ball, right? That's important. Believe me, distance is important. And it's a great indicator of how well you're going to play the game. But if you can avoid three putts, you will score better than if you just mash the ball all right, right up the middle of the fairway. So if, that, if it's like that on the pro level, imagine what it's like on the, on the amateur level. Just by contrast, pros three putt about 2.5% of the time. 2.5%. That doesn't sound like a lot to me, but 2.5% of the holes that they play. Again, getting back to that average handicapper, the guy or girl that shoots 90, they three put 10% of the time, 4X, four times the amount that a professional. Um, and again, would you just say that out loud? You know, you know that we got to fix that, right? Um, and <laughs> look, it, it's when you three put, it's hard to get that back, not only the stroke back, but it you need – it, it just gets in my head and gets in everyone's head on the next tee box. It's hard to, to make it go away. Um, it's hard to be balanced and focused and then nail that tee shot right up the middle. Um, you know, when you have a bunker on your right-hand side and, and your buddy just parted, if you would. So when you, when you consider the stroke you just lost um, and then the, what the impact it's going to have on the, on the next hole or even the hole after that, it's, uh, it's crazy important that we eliminate these three putts. Let me give you some other numbers, right? Um, pros don't make as many putts as you would think, man. It, it's uh, it's kind of shock. Was shocking to me when I was preparing for this podcast. But from uh, three foot, ninety six percent they make. So people on a professional who are golfers on a professional tour make 96 percent of all their three foot putts. From four feet, they make eighty eight percent. From five feet, they make seventy seven percent. From eight feet, they only make fifty percent of their putts. From 10 feet, it goes down to 40, and from 25 feet, it's less than 10%. Now, let's just take a look at the scratch golfer. From five feet, a scratch golfer only makes 66% of their golfers, and the average golfer makes less than 50. From 10 feet, 
that same scratch golfer makes a third of their putts and the average golfer makes around 10%. So if we can get better in just a few of those distance categories, you can eliminate those three putts. And clearly we cannot leave a putt five feet away because the average Joe only makes 50% of those. So you have a 10 foot putt, you run it by the hole by five feet, you're gonna miss that putt 50% of the time. That's crazy. That's at, so if you can just get it within a foot closer, you're gonna knock some strokes off your game. God forbid you get it within three feet. So that's how, how important, how critically important it is to make sure that we're eliminating the three putts in our rounds, right? Um, the, by the way, just as a little bit of a sidebar, there's only two reasons why people three putt in our opinion, in my opinion. The first is, is that their first putt is not close enough to the hole. They do not have the ability to lag putts inside of three feet, right? It's a, pra it's a challenge, it's a, it's a fact, and it's something that's easily practicable, right? We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Or they're missing their short putts. They lag the putt up there, they have a three footer, they read it wrong, they, they read it at all for that matter, we're gonna talk about that as well, um, and they push it to the left or to the right. So you're either not getting the first putt close enough or you're missing your short putts. There's no other reasons for, uh, for three putts, right? Um, and while we're on the topic of three putts, right, you need to know how many three putts you have in every round, right? It's, it's a, always a mystery to me when, I, when someone says to me, hey, Daniel, I'm really going to take the game serious this season. I'm going to get better at all aspects of the game. I'm, let's just talk about putting. I'm going to get better at putting. Okay, Mike, that's great, man. Uh, your last round, how many three putts did you have? Uh, I don't know. What? What? You don't know? You got to know. All right. Um, with that in mind as well, how many penalty shots did you have? How many chip, two chips did you have? You, you should also be tracking those as well. Um, and we have other podcasts on, on either one of those topics as well. So, but you've got to know that number um, of three putts if you're going to get better at it. Uh, and when it comes to putting, look, consistency is king. There are a million ways, infinite ways to putt. Um, there's, you know, there, there are certainly fundamentals, and the more you stray away from those fundamentals, the more you better be an anomaly and, and be that trendsetter and, and, and have a great, you know, consistent putting stroke. But the bottom line is there are infinite ways to, to putt. I mean, if you look at professional putters over the years, Jack Nicholas is it comes to mind, very hunched over, almost like Linus on a piano, if you would, um, versus the guys that used to use the long putters and the anchor technique that were almost straight up and down, you know, the Adam Scott's of the world as an example. So there is an infinite way, cross-handed, you know, not cross-handed. Um, there's an infinite way to uh, to putt the, the, the golf ball, but you've got to be consistent. And that's what we look for um, in our students. You know, do they have a consistent routine, or excuse me, do they have a consistent stroke? And do they have a routine that they go through every single time? Most people do not. So if you don't have a routine, that you go through on your putting uh, uh, opportunity, you are certainly not going to make those putts. Now, you might make a few of them. You might say to yourself, hey, that's just what I've done all, all the years, and you know, I, I, that's what I do. Okay, great. You're, you're not going to sniff you know, serious putting, if you would. You're not going to have a round where you had 25 putts. Um, you're going to have a round where you had 40 putts or, you know, or 44 putts or 47 putts or whatever. So um, consistency is the king, right, uh, or, or is king for that matter. Um, and then speed kills. Right. If you can't make a putt go a certain amount of distance, then you're not going to be a good putter. Right. So you've got to be able to lag that putt up there. You've got to be able to have an assemblance of how fast um, the greens are, how, fa how far to pull your putter blade back or your mallet back, 
and how far to follow through to make that ball go a, a prescribed amount of uh, distance, if you would. So um, distance and direction is, is what golf is all about, right? It doesn't matter if it's a driver, if it's a seven iron, or if it's a putter. It's all about the distance and the direction, right? And putting, um, I see way too many amateurs or, or amateurs in general spend way too much time on the line, if you would, or how much break is in this. It's left to right, and it's, you know, three fingers here, and then, you know, six feet. Well, that's all great. But if you miss it by, you know, 11 feet, <laughs> I assure you it doesn't matter um, where the break was in that putt, right? And you didn't miss it because uh, of the break or the uh, that started off line, if you would. So um, if, you're, if you're that guy or that girl and you're listening here, spend more time uh, on working on your speed um, than green reading, if you would. Green reading is important. Don't get me wrong. But speed kills, all right? So with that in mind, look. We do a we do a technique at Imagine Golf that um, I think is really I know is really really beneficial to golfers. We uh, we track everything at Imagine. We know how many reviews we get uh, from each different lesson type. We know um, you know how many people take what lessons and all that stuff. So we know that our putting lesson has a huge impact on our students, and percentage wise, it gets more reviews than any one of our other lessons, with the exception of our on course lessons. So. Um, I, I think the technique is pretty sound um, and it's proven out over a series of uh, 10 plus years and 27,000 lessons. So here it is. It's pretty simple. Look, from three feet, there's no break in that putt, right? We don't read the putt. We don't do anything except look at the back of the cup and we putt to that mark on the back of the cup, right in the middle of the cup, center of the cup, get the speed right. That's all we're worried about is the speed. There is no break 99.9% .9 of the time. Um, and that's what you do. You line up that putt and you go for it. Inside about five or six feet, it's left or right of the cup. All right. So we're going to look at the, we're going to take a look at the, uh, the break in the green. We're going to get in front of the ball. We're going to talk about the actual technique, but from five or six feet, it's either left or right edge of the cup. That's it. And then outside of that, then you're actually going to have to decide on where in fact that ball does break or where the apex is. So first and foremost, and th those are the three rules that we, we uh, abide by in our, in our putting technique and we teach in our putting lessons. So let me tell you how we go about it. First and foremost, you're walking up to the green, your balls, wherever it is, doesn't matter. 99% of all amateur golfers go behind their ball and start either plumb bobbing the club or getting down or covering their, you know, eyes with the, you know, with their hands, if you're not covering their eyes, but shading their eyes with their hands and trying to get a read or feel for which way this green breaks. And we look, there's not, nothing wrong with that, but it's not an effective way. And, and by the way, then they, they make that decision, they step behind the ball, and they go, right? Um, not in a very uh, effective routine and certainly not a good way to, uh, to lower your, your number of putts. What we teach is, look, when you're rolling up to that green, the first thing and really the only thing you're looking at from far away or as you're rolling up to it, you're getting out of the cart, you're, you're shooting the, you know, uh, the bull with your buddies or whatever, but you're going to take a look at that green and you're going to try to determine the slope of that green. What I mean by that is, is look, where is the if we threw water it's an age-old uh, analogy but if we threw water on that green where is that water going to go run off right is it going to run off to the left is it going to run off to the right is it going to go left then right but where is that water going to go and then from there so you got that down right from there you're going to go in front of your ball every time not behind your ball you're going to go in front of your ball and you're going to look on the same line between you and the, uh, the, the pin. So the ball is in a straight line between you, where you're standing in front of the ball, about 10 to 15 feet away. 
And all you're really looking to do is determine which is the high side and low side of that hole. And if you don't know what that is, then you definitely need some help. But the, the high side right, is where we where the ball is going to start rolling towards the hole, right? If we miss it on the high side, at least the, the ball had a chance to roll in the hole. We always want to miss on the high side of the hole. Um, balls missed on the high, putts missed on the high side won't travel as far um, on the miss. And they, again, they, they ha at least had a chance. Uh, so you're saying I had a chance. You had a chance to go in the hole, drop in the hole. Putts missed on the low side of the hole never had a chance. And they typically roll about 20% further away from the hole. So it's important that you get in front of the golf ball in line with the pin and determine that high or low side. And if it's outside or five or six feet, you're going to have to figure out where that break or apex is, um, where that putt's going to start breaking towards the hole. So for that, we move on the low side of the hole. All right. And we try to figure that out. So you're going to go, you're going to walk up to the hole just as in review. You're going to determine the slope where the water uh, would, would run off on the hole. You're going to get in front of your ball by about 10 or 15 feet. And you're going to determine the high or low side. The low side is on the left in our example here. So I'm going to go down on the left side and I'm going to try to determine where that putt is going to start breaking towards the hole. And that's called the apex. And that, now I'm going to pick a, a spot on that green where that is, a dark spot, a piece of grass, a blade of grass, a, a light spot, whatever, um, a ball mark, whatever. And I'm going to putt, and I am super laser focused to that spot because that's where I need that ball to start dying or slowing down so that it, in fact, gets to the, the hole. And that's it. Then I get behind the ball. I use a line on our ball, right? Um, I personally make a, 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 a magic marker line on my ball. I have a nice little template that throws over top of the, goes over top of the ball and you make a nice little line. Um, other people use the logo. It doesn't matter what you do. We teach, take that line, aim that line to that apex or the target, and then line that line up with your putter. Let it rip, all right? That's it. That technique alone, I swear to you, if you did that technique and you did it every single time, you you wouldn't three putt fifty you three putt fifty percent less immediately and likely seventy five percent less with just a little bit of practice. So there's not much to that technique other than consistency and repetition. The more you do it, the better you get at it. The better you can read a green, um, the the more likely you'll be able to figure out that apex. And that only happens through practice. So if you're not going to practice this technique and you're just going to stand behind your golf ball like everyone else and try to read the green, you got no chance. There is not a professional on tour that does that, never. There's not a collegiate division one golfer that does that, and there are very few scratch golfers that I've ever seen that do just that. So follow this technique. I guarantee you, you're gonna get better. And that's the, you know that's, that doesn't supersede anything else. If you have something else you wanna throw in there, if you have a, a certain routine that you like, you know, uh, once you get up to the ball, you know, you take three steps and whatever you do, three swings, what, whatever you do, but as far as reading the green, as far as making different putts, that's the way to do it. Different distances, I should say. So um, let me give you a couple drills, all right? Um, when I look at drills, right, I look, again, I break them down. I break almost everything down into threes, right? So I look at long drills or long putts, short drills or short putts, um, and then putts within the 10-foot range. So putts that I think I can make are around the 8 to 10-foot. If I can make those, I'll have a good round. So I want to break the practice into that. Long putts, I'm just trying to get them within two feet. We always say two feet, not three feet here at Imagine, because if I get it inside of two feet and I miss by a foot, I'm inside the proverbial three feet. I should make a, a ton of those putts. So we say, imagine two feet. So I'm going to try to lag everything inside of two feet. 
I'm going to try to make 95% of all my three footers because um, I want to be just like the professionals and three feet. It's not that hard. Um, and then from 10 feet or more, I'm going to try to make at least 60 or 70% of those. Um, and if I practice with that in mind, I'm going to get better pretty quickly at putting. Um, so here's a couple different drills. The first one is, uh, is a ladder. And this is both, I didn't make any of these drills up, man. Nothing's new in golf, but the ladder drill, um, the ladder drill is simply, you take putts at, of different lengths, um, and you chart it out on the green. So he's, I like to do three, six, 10, right? So get it three, six, 10, three feet is a no brainer. Six feet is, is a little touchy and 10 foot. I got to make at least 60% of those. So that's what I'm going to see on the golf course most often. So for that matter, that's, that's why I practice, but you can do 10 feet, 15 feet, 20 feet. It doesn't matter as long as they're, they're, they're distant out or, you know, uh, you know, seven, ball. we like the number seven. So seven balls at each uh, variable, if you would. So seven at three feet, seven at six feet, seven at 10 feet. Um, and then just make them right. Seven in a row, seven in a row, seven in a row, seven in a row. Um, Tiger's famous for that drill. Um, and, uh, the other, next drill that, uh, we recommend Tiger's also famous for, it's called a, a gate drill, uh, in Tiger's prime and probably still does it to this day. He was infamous for taking two, um, tees and putting them almost, um, right on top of his putter. So he'd take his putter and he put two tees on either side, almost touching for crying out loud. And then he would make putts through that gate. If you would creating that gate, make putts through that gate. And he was infamous for making a hundred putts in a row before he would get off the practice green. So, um, I happened to watch tiger a few times on the practice green and I used to see him doing left-handed right-handed. It was, it's just amazing. Um, now granted these guys are the Uber, um, you know, uh, professionals, if you would, in the one, top one percenters, if you would, but the, it, the concept is the same, right? If you can make that, and by the way, you can make that gate just a little bit wider for you to make it a little bit easier, but it's great feedback. So when we do that with students, they immediately start seeing things like, the, oh, they'll, they'll hit the inside tee. Well, if you're hitting the inside tee, you know, you're hitting the ball off the toe, right? And the ball's going to go typically to the right. Um, if they're hitting the outside tee, then they're going to hit the ball off the heel and it's going to go to the left for a right-handed golfer. So it gives you immediate feedback and something that you can work on right away. Um, and by the way, you can do that, that, that gate drill from three, six feet or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and try it with one hand, try it with your right hand first. It makes it easier than try it with your left hand. So, um, a great drill, um, the ladder drill, and then the gate drill. And then the last one is the circle drill. Phil Mickelson, um, did a few videos on this, uh, years. Oh God, we're going back probably 20 years when videos were brand new, but, um, you take, and it might even be called the clock drill, you know, a different guy called a clock drill, or whatever, but you, you simply take balls and you position them around the hole in a circle. Um, and they're all about the same distance, but all the way around the circle. So let's say 12 o'clock, two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock, eight o'clock and 10 o'clock. Right. So you position those balls and you make, you, you, you continue to putt until you miss. And if you miss, you go back and you start over again. You continue to do that drill until you actually make all the balls that you've laid out there. So, um, three real easy drills that you can do anytime uh, and almost anywhere. By the way, you can do a lot of these indoors. If you got a, a nice piece of carpet, low, low uh, pile carpet, um, you can do a lot of these different drills. And there's all kinds of, of training aids now around putting that, um, that are good as well. But these are, these are tried and true drills um, that absolutely will make you a better putter. So one last note on putting. Look, <laughs> I, I, we, we, we're endorsed by PXG and, and we sell a lot of PXG clubs here. And, and no matter what you think about PXG or whatever, they are arguably some of the best clubs in the world, right? So it always pains me 
when I see a golfer spend a couple thousand dollars on clubs and not just PXG clubs, but spend a couple thousand dollars, they get fit for a driver, they get fit for their clubs and their wood or their um, uh, woods and they get, they get fit for, and they got a beautiful bag and they, you know, got $200 shoes. And I look in their, in their bag and I see a putter from 1975. <laughs> I, I see a miniature golf style putter. I see a bullseye for crying out loud. Remember those things back in the day with probably the, the smallest sweet spot, you know, uh, uh, ever on a putter. And I just, I, I questioned him. I'm like, look, Mike, w- what are you doing with this old school putter? Oh, it's my grandfather's. Oh, it's, you know, I, I won it at a golf event or oh, my first wife gave whatever. doesn't matter what the excuse is or what the reason is. I always tell him, look, ditch it, donate it, get rid of it. Um, get fit for a putter. All right. The technology in putters has, has increased dramatically in just the last three to five years. And think about the difference in 20 years. You, you got to be kidding me, right? So get fit for a putter, right? Don't, don't go to a, a golf shop. Don't go to roll in your golf galaxy. Hit seven putts. Hit four putts with the latest, greatest putter that you just happen to pick that looks cool. And you made five of them. All right, I'll take this one. That's not a, that's not a way to pick the putter that fits you. Everybody needs to get fit for a putter. Uh, you, you need to know what your stroke is. You need to know every putter has a loft. Most people don't even know that. Um, you've got to, you know, and the putters, by the way, mallets aren't for everyone. Um, you know, blades are better for many people. So it, it depends on the putter. But just in closing, look, no Billy Baroos, no, no old school putters, no, no sentimental value, no nostalgia, none of that garbage. If you want to be serious about putters, you need a good putter that's been fit for you. Okay. All right, so look, that's enough on on uh, on putting today. Um, I want to thank you for listening to the po- uh, the podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you will hit the follow button wherever you are, wherever you uh, get your podcast. I mean, um, check out our, uh, our website again at imaginegolf.com. Uh, I'm Daniel Guest, and I'm dedicated to helping you get better at your golf. Thanks.